You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Bacchino, and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston. Welcome, David. Hi, Carmelina. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Awesome. Um, so, David, it's great to have you back with us this week. And last week, you've been sharing a different proverb with us each mm. week. So, um, what have you got for us today? Yeah, thanks, Carmelina. Well, today I've got uh, just one chapter across from last week. We were looking at uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean mm. not to your own understanding. I thought that was a very significant verse. Mm. And this week is just uh, one chapter over in Proverbs chapter 4, and I'm going to read from the NLT. Mm. It's a very easy reading version. And chapter 4, <coughs> I'd like to read from verse 4 to verse 7. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse, sorry, verse 5, verse 5 to 7. Get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Mm. Now, I think there's really significant verses because Proverbs was uh, written by Solomon. Mm. And Solomon, when he was called to be king and crowned to be king, he was quite young. They believe he was probably in his uh, in his teens. And uh, being in his teens, he was still not fully mature. Mm. And so he recognized this. And one night as he was praying, God said to him, well, what do you want, Solomon? And Solomon recognized his youth and his lack of experience. And he said, God, give me wisdom because I don't feel I'm capable of leading this great people, this great nation. I'm too young. And God really respected what he asked for and gave him wisdom, but gave him everything else as well. Gave him wealth and all those other things later. Mm, And given that, uh, that God gave him wisdom, he wrote all of these wonderful proverbs, and these proverbs are very deep, very meaningful. And I think it's important for us, as Solomon says, to look for wisdom, chase wisdom, find wisdom, and hang on to it because it's very, very important for us. Because uh, he had wisdom to lead mm. and, of course, live. He made some mistakes later in his life. But it shows us that it's very important for us to have wisdom as well. So I've shared that verse or those verses today and I hope it touches someone. Absolutely. Proverbs is always a good one. It's um, some some big truths in there that we have to confront mm. sometimes. Mm. Absolutely. So um, we're currently doing a series on Are You Listening? Mm. And last week we did a trustworthy source. That was our mm. first episode of the series. And mm. this week our episode is titled Ancient Words, Present Truth. Mm. Yes. So I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about that. Um, <clears throat> but if you have missed any of David Maxwell's past episodes, 
is, be sure to check them out on the Faith FM app or on the Faith FM website. And you can check them underneath Are You Listening? It's got its own, um, it's got its own little tab that you can select to listen to all of the different episodes he has in store for us. Mm. So be sure to check that out. Mm. So what have you got for us for Are You Listening? Yeah, thanks, Carmelina. So today, as I continue this uh, this series, mm. I want to look at the content of this great book that we've mm. established can be trusted and why it's important for us today. So remember last week I talked a bit about that. I'll recap on that in a moment after mm. the break. But first, before the break, I'd like to ask a really challenging listener question. So my listener question is, what have you found to be the most helpful in the Bible? If you can think to a verse or a passage that's really been helpful for you. So last week I started with my proverb and that Mm. was one that's been very, very helpful for me. So text in and tell me what's been your most helpful. um, What have you found, either a topic or a verse or something, an Mm. understanding that's been most helpful for you in the Bible? That might be difficult. The other part is I would also like you to text in what's been the most challenging. Usually that is easier to remember. What's been the most challenging? Mm. So for me, the most helpful thing was finding I could actually trust the Bible. Uh, you know, I would grew up in a, a Christian home uh, and I found that uh, the, the Bible was something we were forced to learn. Mm. And I didn't really find it helpful. I actually found it really challenging because mm. I had to learn these things. I had to learn a chapter every week now and had to recite it to my dad. And and that was a real challenge for us. Yeah. But dad was kind. He used to pick small chapters like Psalm 100 and, you know, Psalm 23 and mm. things like that. Um, and I found that was okay, but it's still very hard as a young mm. person. But later in life, finding I could actually trust these things that I've been reading, trust the stories, trust the leading of God in the Bible, mm. I found that to really be the most helpful. So when I don't know where to go for information or help, I go to the Bible mm. and I find it. So d- discovering what was most helpful as I, as I continued to read it and read these truths was also discovering how little I knew of the actual content of the Bible. Mm. And this is why I just con- constantly read it through. So I'll read it from start to finish, and when I finish that, I'll begin again and I'll read it all the way through. Mm, and I just constantly do that. And I find that helps to give me a breadth of understanding of what's in the Bible. And it's amazing as you do that, um, you come across things that are a challenge. So this is the other half of the, the, the coin. What do I find to be the most challenging? What I found to be the most challenging was the killing mm. that was perpetrated by God's people, not the others. I understood the others was just history. Mm. But the, the the killing that was perpetrated by God's people at his direction. So Jericho was one, for example. Mm. He says, go in and kill every single person, every single thing with breath, men, women, children, animals, the whole lot. Mm. I found that really challenging because mm. I was learning that God was a God of love. And then I read this. That was a challenge for me. So I had to really do some study. And it took a lot of study to finally understand 
what that was all about and to see God's mercy through those actions. In Jericho, for example, I thought, you know, he just said, go in and wipe those people out. Mm. And there was no backstory to it. But when you read the Bible a little deeper, you find there's over 600 years of backstory. Mm. That God's been working with the people in Canaan for over 600 years and very few respond. Mm. And he saves those that respond, those that want to be saved. Mm. And he gives the others their choice. Because if he doesn't remove them, After all those years, they would influence his people so badly Mm. that perhaps um, the the chosen, if you like, people would become so depraved that Jesus may never have come. And that was the bigger picture. Mm. So God was patient. And I had to learn that there's more to the stories than what meets the eye. Mm, Absolutely. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I actually read this question earlier when I was looking at our notes for today's program, and I found myself quite stumped as well because it was not stumped, but I was definitely challenged. Mm. And I think um, what I found most helpful was, well, one of my favorite books in the Bible is Isaiah. And my favorite verse at the moment, because it tends to change, and I love how you mentioned that you read the Bible over and over because mm. your perceptions change in different times of your life. Yeah. And um, so my favorite verse at the moment is Isaiah 42, 16. And um, that's because it's of where I am right now in life. So it mm. says, I will lead the blind Israel down a, pa- a new path, guiding them mm. along an unfamiliar way. I'll brighten the darkness before them and smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, Mm. I will do these things. I will not forsake them. So, Mm. yeah, I love the promises. I always found the promises helpful. And in moments where you're feeling a little bit uncertain. sorry, Yeah, flat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those those moments where you you can find a gem like that and it gives you a bit more encouragement to keep going. Um, Whereas with the other end of the coin, um, what I found most challenging Goodness, I was sitting here thinking for a while, oh, I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) But I definitely, as a younger person, struggled with um, the validity of the Bible until Mm. I started learning about Daniel. Mm. And then when I started to learn about Daniel, my eyes were opened and it was a whole new whole new world um, for mm. me, like a whole new way of looking at life. So it was definitely an interesting one. So, yeah. Um, but what about you? Text us in this morning. We would love to know um, what you have to say about this question. Have you found or what have you found to be the most helpful in the Bible and what has been the most challenging for you? Text us in this morning on 488 Eight eight zero eight nine one. We would love to hear from you this morning. Mm. Um, this first song is "Trust and Obey" by Chelsea Moon and the Franz Brothers. We'll be sh- we'll just going to a break right now.
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and today we have David Maxwell and he is speaking to us on the topic of ancient words, present truth. Before the break, we had a listener question for you, which was, what have you found to be the most helpful in the Bible? And what has been the most challenging for you? Text us in this morning on 0488880891. We would love to hear from you. So, David, we are continuing um, your new series, Are You Listening?, with the topic of ancient words. Um, 
Present Truth. Ancient Ooh. Words, Present Truth. I need to get that title proper. <laughs> <laughs> so before the break, you said that after establishing the authenticity and accuracy of this book last week, this week you're going to look at the content. Mm. So where are you going to start from or where are we going to start off to explain what's in it and why it matters to us now? Yeah, thanks, Carmelina. Well, today we're going to look at what's in this very important book that someone once called uh, the book for planet Earth. Mm. Uh, But first we're going to pray and then we're going to read the passage we'll look at today. So let me pray for our listeners. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that we're able to open your book today without fear of persecution. And Lord, as we open its pages, give us understanding, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to look at uh, the passage for today, uh, I'd like you to read it today from the New Living Translation, a okay. little easier to understand. Second Timothy three sixteen to 17, please. Sure thing. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So it's not just an ordinary book. It says this is inspired by God, Mm. which is very important, very important that these are God's words to us. Mm. Now, I I don't know if you ever want to do self-maintenance on your car. Uh, It was a big thing when I was growing up. You a bit of a car person? You know, I've become more of one lately because I've been helping out my dad at their workshop. So Ah, we've been doing a lot of bodywork repairs and I've been learning about how much cars cost, especially parts. Mm. (laughs) And so I've been learning a bit about how things work with cars, but I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. I wouldn't think today (laughs) any of us are an expert unless you're trained in it. But you'd be foolish to attempt uh, doing work on your own car without a breakdown manual or a maintenance manual for your car. Now, it's not a book like this is not for when you break down, although that's (laughs) info is included in there. Mm. It's actually in there. uh, It's a book of instructions for when you need to pull things apart, fix them, put them back together again. When my brother was young, he was really good at pulling stuff apart And he would put them all in certain places as he pulled it apart like a watch. And mm. then when he'd finished, he'd always find there was a piece left over. Oh, um, right. You know, so putting it back together is never as easy as pulling it apart. So having those instructions are very, very important. And I fixed many things in my previous vehicles mm. using these kinds of manuals. Now, life is so much more complex than a car, yet often Mm. people want to try and fix things in their life without so much as referring to the manual that we have to help. Mm. Now, people say, manual? (laughs) What manual? Uh, Give it to me. I I want to know. I, I want to know how to fix things. I didn't even know there was a manual for life. Well, we've had it all along. Only many people don't know that it's, mm. that's what it's there for. So let's dive in. Mm-hmm. Let's dive in. This faithfully copied and spiritually inspired book, remember, it was inspired by God, we just read, was written over many, many centuries and had many contributors. The earliest of its information was written about three and a half thousand years ago. So Moses was the first contributor. And the last of its contributors 
uh, wrote about, well, just under 2,000 years ago. So much of the language and stories are at times lost in translation because we live today very, very differently, don't we, than mm. they lived back then. So some of the stories that were written, we think, oh, what was that all about? But if you were in those times reading it, it would, it would make perfect sense. Mm. But So if we want to understand it properly, we've got to dig deeper than just have a cursory reading of it. Mm. Addressing the symbology and strange images in Revelation, the last book in the Bible, in an attempt to understand it better, um, in his book of a similar title, he, his title is uh, Ancient Words Present Hope. <laughs> Very hmm. close to what we're talking about today, hmm. <laughs> but I, I conned his phrase sort of. Oh, I'm Dr. Kyle DeWall actually says Jesus is the central person of the book. So he's talking Revelation, but keeping in mind as we seek to understand that part of the Bible, it, it's really important to remember that Jesus is the central person of the book, mm-hmm. and that helps us to understand Revelation. It's actually really good advice for a deeper understanding of the whole Bible, in fact. Now, you might think, Jesus, Old Testament? No, that doesn't make mm. sense. But when you start reading it, you see Jesus right through the whole Bible. So keeping in mind that throughout the reading of the whole Bible, Jesus is the central figure, this will help to guide us in our understanding of why this book continues to be a world bestseller and has been guarded by many people with their very lives. Mm. So if you remember from last week, let me just do a really quick recap. Mm. I can see our time is running out fast, so it'll have to be a quick recap. (laughs) Last week, we looked at uh, a number of different evidences that help us to see it's trustworthy. We have outside the Bible evidence that helps us to verify that we can trust the words inside the Bible. We Mm. looked at archaeological discoveries like the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Nabonidus Cylinder, and that helps to verify the accuracy of the Bible. We also looked at extra-biblical historians. That means non-biblical writing historians. People like um, Josephus was one and a number of others. They said things and they wrote things very similarly to what was in the Bible. So Josephus, because he's writing after the Bible times, he writes about facts that happened and the Bible writes about what's going to happen. So he writes things that verify what the Bible actually said was going to happen. We looked at historical predictions from the pages of the Bible that have come true, just like the writers have said they would. So Daniel was a great one that you talked about before. Mm. And finally, we looked about looked at the way it's written, and that reinforces its accuracy. Mm. Uh, some of the stories we looked at, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, same, same story written from different perspectives. And this, having multiple witnesses, shows the underlying stories correct. Mm. And then all of these things together help us to know that we're able to trust what's written in it. Absolutely. Um, so we can trust it, which is awesome. Um, but what's in, what's contained in it that is so important to us now, and why is it still relevant today? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's a burning <laughs> question. We'll get to it. Right. So yes. it's a really good question about the information. It was written so long ago, and I, for one, hated history at school. But mm. this history, this history, everyone needs to know about what's in this book. First and foremost, it tells us where we came from. Mm. So the story of Genesis, the stories, should I say plural, in Mm. Genesis, were originally handed down word of mouth. I talked about that in another program. But after the Israelites' time as slaves, it was told directly to them by God 
to Moses and he wrote it down for all future generations. These stories in Genesis include our beginning, where we came from, the entrance of sin, sickness, pain, suffering. We look around and see all that in the world today. Well, Genesis explains where that came from. Mm. It introduces the promises that God made to make it all right again very early in the book. Of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Then it shows the establishment of that promise through the symbol of an ancient innocent sacrifice. And then that continued right down to the time when Jesus came mm-hmm. as that actual sacrifice. Genesis also initiates the people who were to announce and proclaim to the rest of the world um, these stories about God. And that was Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, mm-hmm. Judah. It introduces all of these people. Then the rest of the Old Testament is from Exodus to Malachi, and this shows God's dealings with and grace towards fallen man who's trying to save. Following that, we have what we call today the New Testament. That goes from Matthew to Revelation. And this section contains the story of Jesus and his followers, instructions for Christian living, which is very relevant today, and the restoration of all things. Mm. So what I'm hearing you say is that this whole book is a history lesson of why mm. the world is like it is. Mm. Um, how can how will one day it will be better instructions for life right now? Or how can how can we benefit from it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's about it in a nutshell. You mm. know, it's the the history of the world why it's like that. How it will be one day better instructions. Mm on how we, we can benefit from it, and that's why it's so important. Mm. So after the break, I'll actually delve into a little bit deeper as to why that's still important for us today. All right. Well, <clears throat> sorry, my throat is playing up today. Um, well, well, as we go to the break, don't forget our listener question for today. Have you found or what have you found to be most helpful in the Bible and what has been most challenging for you? Text us in on 0488880891. We would love to hear from you this morning. And also we have our book offer for today, Journey Through the Bible Part 1. This will take you through from Genesis to Job, which is very Mm. relevant for our our program today. This is written Mm. by Ken Wade. You'll hear more about that later. This next song is Assured by Grace Ulysses. Joy of the Lord will 
To the thoughts which make me despair and sorrow is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we have David Maxwell on his series, Are You Listening? And David has been talking about the topic of ancient words, present truth. Now, David, before the break, you were saying that the Bible is our instruction book for planet Earth. Um, it may seem like a silly question, but why is that so important to us today? Yeah, yeah, good point to uh, Carmelina. Everyone needs to know how to get through life. And mm. I don't know, you wouldn't have had kids yet, but when you have kids, you know, it's horrifying because you have your child, you've never had a child, this is your first child, mm. and, and they give you this little life to take home and they and they they believe you're going to do the right thing. And I mean, you've never had a child, you don't have a book. Uh, no, nobody tells you how to raise the child. It just sort of like feel your way. And so mm. instruction books would be really, really great. So oh, instruction yeah. book for planet Earth, very, very important. So as I said before the break, this book is really, really old. Mm. However, it's still really relevant today because life on the planet isn't finished and each mm. of us essentially just wants to live the best life possible. Mm. There, When I was young... There was these books or little story books that were really uh, uh, popular called Aesop's Fables. Mm. Now, when I remember, uh, when I was young, I remember reading some of these fables like The Lion and the Mouse. Now, I'm not comparing the Bible to fables, not Mm. at all. But rather, I'm trying to explain that when I was young and I heard the story, I actually had to have someone explain the moral to me Mm. because I didn't understand. It was just a line and a mouse and there was a story of something, (laughs) that, you know, some reciprocal action that happened there and I didn't understand the moral. But now, however, I understand it all these years later. Mm. And the moral of showing mercy to others is still applicable today, even if the original story is not. So, Mm. you know, I don't read those stories anymore, (laughs) but the moral is still there and I've learned that through Mm. life. So, like the story's principle or moral is applicable to all people in all times in Aesop's fables, well, so is the Bible. Mm. Regardless of the fact that the Bible events happened to different people so many years ago in different ways that were applicable to them, the principles that God taught them in their day are applicable to all people in all ages. And this makes the Bible of critical importance even today. We can read those stories and learn so much about the issues of life, you know, Mm. just in general. So in Second Peter uh, 3, 3 to 7, uh, under God's inspiration, remember, it, it, Peter speaks about our day, and I'd like to read that. I don't know if you've got that ready open. I can get it for you. <laughs> if not, I will be there in a minute. 
and I will read it for us. So Second Peter chapter three, three to seven. And it says this whoops, first Peter doesn't help. Second Peter chapter three, three to seven. So, oh, these are thin pages. Right, chapter three. And verse 3 to 7. Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to, to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. They deliberately forget that God made the heavens by the word of his command. Mm. And he brought the earth out of the water from the surrounding water. Uh, and, and surrounded it with water. Mm. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And the same word, the present, with the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. This is fascinating because I actually had somebody say these exact words to me, almost the exact words. They said, Oh, how can we believe the Bible? You know, everything, nothing's changed, you know. Mm. Jesus hasn't come <clears throat> and things continue like they were ever since I was a kid mm. and before. And I said, wow, you have just, you have just verified what the Bible says people are going to say. And he said, what do you mean? So I read him the verse. He mm. didn't know what to say yeah. because he had actually said the very words that were there. Mm. So Peter Peter clearly is telling us nearly 2,000 years ago what is playing out before our very eyes today. Mm. People willfully ignore what the Bible says, where we came from, and many uh, grow up in the era where we went to church and learned about creation. This is an amazing thing. Mm. However, many have chosen to live their life with no reference or respect to God at all. Mm. Now, I find this really peculiar that in a modern, informed age, people would rather choose to favour the theory that as advanced, intelligent, complex beings, we came to be by accident through a complex method of theoretical, impossible science. Uh, If you look at the science, Mm. it's literally impossible for something complex to come from something um, so simple. And from nothing more than a slime pit of causality. Mm. Um, however, the Bible teaches that we were made by intelligent, all-powerful, loving being who made us by design and with purpose for something much better than survival of the fittest. Mm. The simple people, and I say simple because, I mean, you know, they don't have all the technology and um, modern thought we have today. They believe that until up to about the last 200 years. Mm. They believe that we were creatively designed by a loving God. Interestingly, the smarter we become, I think the dumber we choose to be. (laughs) (laughs) It's sad to say, Mm. but I think it's true. However, I think it's uh, got a deeper and more sinister mindset because, you see, with a creator God, with that kind of thinking, comes a responsibility and ownership to that creator God. If God created us, he has some kind of say in what happens in our life, Mm. and we must have some kind of responsibility to him. Mm. However, with an evolutionary thinking, there's only responsibility to self and Mm. ownership to no one else but yourself. Yes. And so I see this is the deeper issues at stake when we think about creation and evolution. Mm. I don't want to be responsible to anyone. I want to have control of my own life, and evolution supports that. Mm. But creation thinking remembers that, hey, we have a responsibility to the man who created us, the God, the being who created us. Mm. 
<clears throat> so the Bible also shows us our true condition. In Romans 3.23, it says that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Mm. And 1 John 1.8 and 10 both of those verses talk about us being sinners. And if we say we're not, well, we make God a liar and mm. we don't have his truth. So the Bible says we're all sinners. No matter how good we think we are, we're all mm. sinners. And when we accept that we were created by a loving and perfect God who made us in his image, we have to admit that something's gone very wrong with that image you just take a look around you in the world, you know, and you can see what's happened, Carmel, mm. Carmelina. Mm. You know, we, we've fallen very, very short of a perfect model. Yes. Certainly the, the examples I see and the reflection on my own life. Mm. So Genesis shows us how all of that happened through selfishness and disobedience. This condition shows us that we need someone else to save us from ourselves. Because I think you'd agree that when we look at our own attempts to save ourselves from anything, we fail, don't we? Mm. You know, we're dismally failing. Yeah. So together with this explanation of our true condition, the Bible also provides a solution to our problem. Mm. And that you would find in a very popular verse in the Bible um, um, called John 3.16, For mm. God so loved the world that he gave, that's a free uh, expression of free will, mm. he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So we've been around long enough to know that you live a life and then you go into a box. Yeah. You know, that's life. And yet there's nothing after that as far as we know. People have different ideas about what's after that. But the Bible says there can be something eternal after that mm. because of God's intervention. Mm. So without the Bible to guide and inform us, we... We're at risk, really, to end up with all sorts of ideas of what our real problems are. Mm, mm, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. Without the truth for today about why the world's so messed up, people fill their lives with all sorts of things. And I can say that because I did it myself. Mm. You know, you're on a big income mm. when I worked for a corporation and you fill your life with everything you can afford, and then some that you can't afford. Yeah. <laughs> but you fill your life with them and you think these things will give you fulfilment, but they don't. Mm. And all the while, the Bible has had the solution for us if we'd only read it and find out. Mm, absolutely. We need to go to a break, and I'm excited to um, hear what else you have to say on this topic, David. So um, mm. if you are excited too, stick around. Um, just to quickly cover, we have our book offer for today, Journey Through the Bible Part 1, From Genesis to Job. This was written by Ken Wade, and here's a brief description. This is a study of the history, significance, and meaning of each book of the Bible from Genesis to Job. This journey will help you grasp the central message of each book and encourage you to persevere through the portions that may seem obscure or difficult. Mm. Be sure to stick around for the code for that after the break. This next song is Ancient Words by Michael W. Smith. For 
this world they resound with God's own heart oh let the ancient words impart words of Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, 
And we are talking and finishing up our program with David Maxwell on the topic of ancient words, present truth. As promised before our break, we have our giveaway for today, Journey Through the Bible Part 1, Genesis to Job. Sorry, if you would like to climb, claim, climb, if you would like to claim this free offer this morning, um, text in the code LISTEN2, L-I-S-T-E-N, and the number 2, text that in to 0488-880-891. That is LISTEN2, L-I-S-T-E-N, and the number 2, text that in to 0488 Don't miss out. Mm, Only three copies. Only three copies. Don't miss out on this one. (laughs) So, David, before the break, you've been explaining the reason why we need the Bible more today than ever and how it outlines um, our true condition and what the solution is. Would Mm. you be able to put it all together for us and explain how these ancient words give us present knowledge and solutions that apply today in the modern age? Mm. Yeah, certainly. Thanks, Carmelina. I don't know if you remember the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, Yeah. look, some decades ago it was a number one bestseller uh, in the bookstores. And why? Because people wanted to be successful Mm. and needed the information to get there quickly, effectively, you know, in the least possible time. You know what humans are like. Mm, Yes, yes. My father used to say, if you want something done quickly, ask a lazy person because they want to get back to doing nothing, (laughs) so they'll do it as quickly as possible. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, so people wanted to be effective. Mm. However, less of those who actually read it actually put those habits into effect and became effective and successful from reading the book. Mm. Otherwise, there would be millions of effective effective people and and successful people today. Mm. Not as many as read the book. Yes. Well, that's much like the Bible in many ways. It's one thing to read it and know that it's the best plan for living, your best life and preparing for what's ahead Mm. after you close your eyes for that last time. It's another thing entirely to actually believe it enough to put the advice into practice. So if you remember, last week I asked, what was your reason for wanting to read the Bible? Mm. Well, that reason has a lot to do with applying what you read. If you're just reading it for information or to look good, it probably isn't going to do you much good. No. It's a bit like those ineffective people who read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and then mm. put it away on the bookshelf and never applied anything. Just so they could say, I've read Seven Habits of Highly <laughs> Effective People and I know what they are, yes. but I've never applied any of them. Mm. <laughs> you know, the implications of what we read in the Bible are that we are delivered. I'd like you to um, listen to Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. This is the implications of really taking to heart what we read. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Mm. That is a small verse but it's extremely powerful. The condemnation, uh, another way of condemnation is separation. Mm. That's, that's another meaning for the word. So there's no separation from God to those who belong to Christ Jesus. Not just know him, actually follow him faithfully, mm. actually choose him every day, put his thoughts, ideas, uh, instructions to practice in their life. 
So although we've all fallen short of God's great perfection that he desires for us, which we read earlier Mm. in Romans 3, in Romans 8, Paul says that when we accept his rescue plan, we find freedom in Christ. We're no longer separated from God. Mm. That was his whole purpose of coming. We now have a choice, it says, in Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. If you read what Paul says in Romans chapter 7, he says, you know, I want to do the right thing, but I find myself continually doing the wrong thing. This is the Mm. great Paul, the great evangelist Paul. He says, I keep doing the wrong thing. What hope is there for me? And he says, thank God for Jesus. Mm. And in Romans chapter 12... And verse 2, it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, Mm. but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So there is a lot of implications in that verse that say, I have a choice. Mm. I have a choice. I have a choice to live the way God wants me to do, because I'm no longer trapped by sin. I'm no longer a product of sin, if you like. Mm. Jesus put the plan into action when he died on the cross, and now we have a choice as to whether we follow that plan or keep living the way we naturally are. Mm. So when I ask Jesus to be my leader, he will help to prepare me for God's eternal kingdom. And then the information in the Bible also tells me about the great restoration. Those who choose to follow God, make him their leader and give him their allegiance, we will find final freedom Mm. forever. We'll see everything restored to the way it once was and we'll live on in that perfect world eternally. What could be more relevant and applicable to mankind today. Mm. You know, we need that. People are searching for some kind of answer. So I'll bring you back to our opening illustration, Mm. the instruction manuals. As I close this presentation of ancient, Ancient Words, Present Truth, I hope you can see that although we have these very ancient words, some of them three and a half thousand years old, I hope you can see the importance of reading them anyway because it has those eternal truths within. My question today to each person listening, and I hope you are listening, because that's the title of the program, isn't it? (laughs) Are you listening? My question is, will you believe it? Mm -hmm. Will you open it and read it every day as the instruction manual for planet Earth? Because your eternal life depends on it. Mm. This is the best other reason that I was talking about last, last week. It's a better other reason for wanting to read the Bible. And I'm encouraging everyone who's listening to open it and start reading it today. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much, David. Mm. Um, I hope you are all feeling encouraged today and a bit challenged as well to um, take on a bit of a, you know, a bit of a personal challenge to really pick up the Bible and um, Give it a good hard go. Um, thank you for speaking with us this morning, David. Um, so join us t- next week on Are You Listening? We have God, the Universe, and Everything Part 1. Ooh. That is an exciting one. So yes. um, I'm excited for that one. And it sounds very um, 
big picture. Very wholesome, yeah, very big wholesome, big picture, very whole mm. and complete picture. And um, it reminds me a bit of cosmo- cosmo- cosmology. Um, that's what it makes me think of, a cosmic yes. type of angle. So I'm yeah. excited for that one. Join us tomorrow with uh, Jason Cook and Tamika Spalding for Connecting the Dots. They will be continuing on our theme that we had from last week, which was um, pity and pride. This week they are talking about pride and humility. Mm. So be sure to um, yeah get onto that and listen in. There's a lot to learn about when it comes to pride, and it can be quite mm. confronting. So mm. Um, mm. yeah, listen at your own discretion, but we can all learn um, from uh, the pride that we all hold for ourselves. That's for sure. And also, don't forget our book offer. One has been claimed. Thank you, Margie. Mm. I can see um, we're so grateful to have you back. We've missed you. Um, mm. Hope you enjoy that book. And also, just to remind you all of our code, it is LISTEN2, L-I-S-T-E-N, and the number 2. Text that in to 0488880891 so you can claim the book offer today. Thank you for joining us and thank you, David. This next song is Jericho by Andrew Ripp. Um, and to all of you out there, God is speaking, but are you listening? Have mm. a great day. Thank you, David. No worries. I've been stacking up the years I spent trading punches with the enemy. Built myself a double thick stone tower lies higher than the eye can see Trapped in my flesh and bone Crying out to you, Lord, I'm desperate Love, come rattle this cage and set me free All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down Playing, cutting straight to the heart of me Long before I ever called your name You were fighting for my victory Carved in your flesh and bone The wounds that have set my soul's forgiven Oh, now I can feel the darkness trembling All of my fears like Jericho walls Gotta come down, come down All of my Got it.